0: Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos. C-H-A-O-S. Critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Well, hello there, and welcome to the 2022 Full Count Chaos season. Appreciate you tuning in. Welcome aboard, strangers. Hope you're still with me. Very excited to get this season started 2022 right in your face. Are you enjoying your new year? Are you excited about baseball? Are you still one of those guys that says, I don't know why Mike Elias still gets paid any money. He needs to get the hell out of here. Or are you still on board and said, fuck yeah, man. Elias, he's doing everything he needs to get this team moving. So every now and then I do speak to some grumpy uh, Michael Elias fans. You know, I, I don't get what he's doing. I, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see it. We should have already won two World Series and been in the playoffs three years in a row. I, I don't see it. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, I, 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 I said on here years ago when the rebuild was going to start, I wasn't going to use the word patience and I wasn't going to continue. Well, I just used the R word, but basically putting a dollar in the swear jar. So uh, anyway, love to hear from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at fullcountchaos. Spring training scheduled. It was scheduled for February 15th. Ain't looking good, ladies and gents. It's not looking good. Uh, Every year, it seems like lately. How fucked up everything's been in this world we live in. It's like, is baseball going to be played? All right, what's going to screw it up this time? Why are we not going to be able to watch baseball Oh, what happened? Yeah, now it's the lockout. Since December second, when this all when this shit started, the two sides have met once, and that was done using Zoom, (laughs) and that was this month when the owners made a new proposal. Now, I never want to say the word Zoom. I remember when this um the COVID started, the COVID, the COVID. And everybody with work and family and friends, everybody's like, that's Zoom. We're gonna zoom. And everyone's excited. And they get on their Zoom. It's like a month later. I'm like, I don't even want to fucking hear the word Zoom anymore. So they go on a Zoom meeting. The owners made a new proposal. The players, they'll counter uh next week. And then uh that should be it, right? Should start on time. Good to go. Orioles baseball <laughs> right on time in 2022. Hopefully they get their shit resolved ASAP, because i tell you what, baseball doesn't have much room to fuck with their fans. This past World Series, the uh, Braves and Astros was the second lowest on record. Two of the six games, again, I've, I'm a guy I'm okay with change with baseball. I'm perfectly fine with it. I know a lot of baseball fans, so you don't need to change anything. It's like the wall getting pushed back, which I'm going to talk about here in just a little bit. People are like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. But what I'm getting at is two of those games were more than four hours. The third game in the World Series took three hours and 45 minutes. And I'm okay if baseball starts making some tweaks, some changes to uh, make baseball a little shorter. Now, I I don't think that's the problem of why we're seeing TV ratings and and attendance numbers dropping through baseball. But I think that is one of the issues is, yeah, baseball is fucking long, man. And people just don't have patience anymore. Too much content out there to to be distracted by. You know what I mean? No one wants to. I shouldn't say no one. Seems like there's a decent amount of people who don't feel they want to sit and watch a a four-hour baseball game. But anyway, I I could sit and watch a 15-hour baseball game. All right? Because you know, and I know, we all know we're all diehard baseball fans. So that part doesn't bother us. But I think your average fan, that does. So. Hopefully that gets resolved, and again in the next couple of weeks we'll be talking more and more about it. And is it just me? Just checking in, just saying hey. Obviously uh, wanting to see how everybody's doing. Obviously as a season, hopefully gets started here soon. The, the episodes will be just you know week after week like we normally do. But there's a uh, you know not too much going on with uh, Orioles baseball news. A little bear. Every now and then some things will pop up. But hey, happy New Year! <laughs> Hope your New Year's resolutions are working out for you. I remember last year, I was curious, you know, is there anyone out there who actually stopped doing something January 1st, whether it's drinking, smoking, a bad habit, you know, getting rid of your wife or whatever it is, and you stuck with it? January 1st, and it's been 10 years, you haven't picked up a cigarette since. I had people writing in saying they all tried to do it, they couldn't, they fucked up. You know, a month later, it just... Just didn't work. It's something about that New Year's, January first. It just doesn't motivate you. Normally, if you want to quit, doesn't matter. June eighth, March second, fucking November tenth, whatever date it is, that's when you're motivated to quit. Not all oh, right, January first. I, I swear to shit, man. You know, a friend of mine said, uh, one of my pet peeves. A word I used to use all the time, mulligan. Ugh, just take your mulligan now. Now I, I can't I can't stand when people use that word. But you know, I'm I'm gonna stop drinking. You know, you, you had to pretty big of an issue drinking you know when people say man he had a really bad alcohol problem well, is there anyone ever says oh yeah he had a really good alcohol problem anyway that's sitting here doing jerry seinfeld jokes about alcohol problems i'm gonna quit drinking Well, january 5th you know he's 10 beers in he's like i'm, I'm gonna take my mulligan <laughs> i'll start again next year but yeah nobody nobody uh reached out and said yep I'm 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 one of them. I quit whatever it was January 1st, haven't looked back. Anyway, well, hope everybody is enjoying their 2022 so far. Seems like not much has changed with the past few years. It's been rough. Um this episode, I should say this whole season, this whole year <clears throat> is dedicated to my father. Um I if you've been tuning into the show Since day one, a couple years ago, I had my dad on. He uh, used to pitch in the Orioles organization down in the minors. And it was interesting to hear the difference back in the 70s in the minor leagues to now, you know, with housing and how they bring players on. It was just very interesting. It's called um, Hello, Father. I think it was like two years ago, right? Or was it the first year I did the podcast? Either way, um, I got a, a lot of great compliments on that episode. A lot of people enjoyed that. My dad's funny, he's entertaining, uh, had no problem pulling stories out of him. I basically just turned off my mic and let him go. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, in December, he passed away. He had a heart attack. Uh, you talk about a kick in the dick, man. Uh, he's my best friend. I talked to him every day. I saw him basically every other weekend, probably every weekend for about a year there because we couldn't see anyone else. So it was just kind of like seeing your family members to hang out to get out of the house on the weekends. But yeah, that was, um, that was, that was rough. I mean, you know, what words can you think of to describe something like that? You know, my best friend died and he he had a heart attack in his sleep. And it's uh, those calls that you get at like four o'clock in the morning by a family, by your mom. I mean, when you, when you see that right away, you're like, fuck, you know, the second thought is please be a butt dial because you never get a call from your family member or mom whoever and, and you pick up at 4:30 in the morning and your mom's like, "Oh, hey. Um I I just I couldn't wait until the uh, later in the morning. Dad bought a new car. We're just so excited and and we had to tell you about it." Obviously, when you see a call at 4 in the morning, you're like, "Shit. This is going to suck." So of course, answer the phone and boom. Just I mean, a huge kick in the dick. So that was rough. And again, you know, doing an episode, talking to you guys, going out and doing stuff, talking to friends, family, it, all the distractions, it helps. So, I, you know, I, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. That that was tough. So ending 2021 and then rolling over into 2022, you know, I you think shit, you know, things can only get better, but then you don't want to say that because it's almost like jinxing it. So anyway, this, uh, this season the episode, uh, you know, obviously dedicated to my dad and, uh, yeah, if, if the Orioles have a great season, that'll be a great distraction, you know? So, uh, it's it, it, that one, that, that was rough anyway. So I, you know, I said to myself, you know, don't go down a whole dark <laughs> path on your episode, you know, hour and a half episode. And I spoke about the Orioles for five minutes, but you know, it helps to vent and talk about shit with, whoever. So sometimes you guys get to be on the other side of me venting about stuff. So I appreciate that. That means a lot. Uh, again, full count at gmail.com. I do want to hear from you guys. What's going on in your life. Doesn't always have to be about sports. And you know that we're all family here. I've always said, no matter what's on your mind, I want you to reach out. So again, not much, uh, uh Orioles news that we're uh, being able to click on and a lot of breaking news with the Orioles and moves. Obviously, everything's uh, uh, stale right now at a standstill for obvious reasons. But the uh, basically, like the biggest news lately is Camden Yards, which I'm going to talk about in just a second here. Getting the wall pushed back. I really want to hear from people who just are against this. Like, this is bullshit. <laughs> there are people. You know, bumping into people at the grocery store that I know. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, Orioles, baseball, hopefully it's coming up. You know, I say, what? What do you think about the wall getting pushed back? Oh fuck that. Fucking bullshit. It's like, whoa. Okay. Calm down. Relax. It's just a wall getting pushed back. I guess, you know, people and their changes. Like people don't if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like I've said, I'm 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 big on change. I'm okay with it with sports. I don't care that it's been the same way for 600 years. <laughs> it's all entertainment. But I want to hear from you. If, if you're thinking, nah, this is bullshit, I don't like it, and this is why, hit me up. Uh, before we move forward here, I'm going to get to the email here in just a second. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or social media. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in sportsdrink. Spell it without the vowels, S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. There you have it, sportsdrink.org. Check it out or on Instagram. Have at it. All right, uh, moving forward here. Uh, Like I said, the next month or so, Orioles news, it's going to be bare. Uh, But regardless of what the fuck happens in the lockout, we will still have minor league spring training and minor league regular season baseball to look forward to. And let's face it, folks, past few years, a lot of us have been paying more attention to the minor league rosters and games anyway. It's like Orioles lose 14 to 1, but the Bay Sox won today 5-0, pitched a no-hitter, and had 11 stolen bases. You're like, oh, shit, (laughs) let me uh, click on that. Check that out. Uh, But the uh, 2021 season for the Orioles, just remind you, we talked about it all last year towards the end of the year. Uh, They have some good shit that we will always remember and highlight the the shit show season of last year. I mean, every now and then you see some articles and tweets that give you the butterflies in the belly about our prospects. Um, You know, look, five Baltimore prospects ranked among baseball America's top 100, including four of their past five rounds picked. Five first-round picks. These are the names, obviously, a lot of people are getting excited about. Uh, Adley Rushman, not sure if you heard about him. I think we drafted him back in 95. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez, we're going to uh, be seeing soon, who is also still considered the best pitching prospect in all of baseball. Uh, left-hander D. O. Hall, infielder Gunnar Henderson, outfielder Colton Kouser. I mean, these are just some of the names that we're all looking forward to, and they definitely will make the Orioles better. Uh, looking in at, uh, definitely looking forward to that. And, of course, the uh, moments going through them again real quick. Last year, Cedric Mullins, 30-30. Trey Mancini returning to baseball. Mountcastle just tearing the fucking ball up. 24th three-homer game in club history and was only the second rookie after Nick Marcakis in 2006 did that. And also, Mountcastle set a team record for most home runs by a rookie. Of course, 33, which, by the way, Bush League bullshit. He didn't finish in top three in the American League Rookie of the Year voting. Holy shit. Obviously, again, a game that I was at, we all remember the Otani game. We win 10 to six. Uh, he strikes out three times <laughs> and we uh, we ended our losing streak. And I was talking about it that next week when I came back from the game, uh, that new episode after that, it, it, the energy. It felt like it was like the Orioles were trying to hold the division. <laughs> they were in first place It's just, we're like, yay, the Orioles aren't going to lose 30 in a row. Woo! Uh, so that was a fun night. And of course, the... Uh, <laughs> Not so good moments. I was sitting here. I was going to list them out. And I'm like, why would you do that? You know, it was 52 and 110. Fucking rebuild or not, that sucks. The pitching was awful. Look, 42 players pitched for the Orioles last season, which of course that included Pat Villeca and Stevie Wilkerson and uh, catcher Austin wins, which I forgot. That's the most in team history. So, you know, it can only get better, right? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's saying jinx is shit. Can only get better. My year can only get better. Ooh, you shouldn't have said that. Yeah, the uh, in May and August the Orioles went nine and forty-seven. Yeah, I'm not going to read these off. I'm just kind of reminding myself. Looking at this list I made, where I've decided in the last ten seconds that I'm not going to, of course, remind you. But I'm looking at it, going, "Holy shit, boy, was last year bad." But it can only get better from here. All right, want to get to a quick email, gentleman by the name of Benjamin. Sent in an email. He says, hey, Nate, found your podcast last year, and ever since I've enjoyed the laughs. I went back and listened to some of your older episodes and was having some really good laughs listening to the emails that people would send in with their experience they had in an Oriole game that they'll never forget. I wanted to add it on the fun. Many years ago, 15 years old, my older brother took me to a game with just me and him. I was so excited he was taking me to a game because I looked up to my brother so much. And always wanted to hang with him any chance I could get. So this was a big deal. He was 22 at the time. And bought a pint of Aftershock for the parking lot before we went in. Now, I'm sure a lot of you made that sour face. Uh, if you don't know what Aftershock is, it's brutal. It's basically like Fireball. I remember growing up, like, Aftershock was the big deal. I remember all the girls would be like, I want Aftershock, Aftershock. I mean, it was literally like candy. But then... um. Pitbull put out that Fireball song, and then everyone's like, oh, I want Fireball instead of Aftershock because it's cool. And then everyone forgot about Aftershock. But holy shit, did I have some rough nights with that. But when I was reading this and I I said the words Aftershock, it's like, ooh, you get that saliva in the back of your mouth remembering all the rough nights. Anyway, so he continues. Before that day, I may have had a few drinks here and there, but no hard alcohol for sure. It was always just cheap beer. I remember the bottle of Aftershock tasted like candy. And couldn't believe it was liquor. Yeah, that is exactly what it tastes like. That's why it's, uh, it's dangerous. He says, my brother kept telling me to calm down with it, but I just kept taking huge swigs over and over. After that, I only remember the first inning that day. I'm pretty sure the Orioles were playing the Red Sox, but that's all I remember. It was a day game in August, and it felt like 105 degrees driving to the game, so I probably became dehydrated pretty quick. Next thing I remember, I was waking up on my living room couch, hearing my mom yelling at my brother for giving me alcohol. I threw up in my brother's car on the way home and apparently had to be dragged into the house. I only know that because I had to clean it the next day with the worst hangover I've ever had. My brother told me the next day we had to leave by the fifth inning because he was getting worried. He said I kept yelling at girls walking by screaming, you're so fucking hot. I <laughs> don't get him. That'll boy. Yeah, anytime I I meet uh, a couple who just recently got married, the woman always says, well, it it was uh, love at first sight. He was screaming at me, you're so fucking hot, and I I knew I had to have him. Uh, He then said I had my shirt off by the third inning and threw it somewhere. Then I passed out and threw up. Thankfully, we were sitting upper deck. Nobody was around us. Wasn't my best moment growing up, but thankfully we made it home safe. Uh, That was the first experience drinking liquor, and it wasn't my last for sure. I was pretty upset because I wasted an entire day hanging out with my big brother bonding. Well, anyways, here's to hoping the Orioles kick butt this season. Appreciate the email, Benjamin. Yeah, aftershock, fireball, all that shit will... I, I don't care how many bottles of water you drink and how much Tylenol you take the night before to try to get rid of that hangover. The alcohol is going to fuck you up regardless, but that sugar, how much... That sugar in those... Uh, in those drinks that that make it taste like candy, they just rip your insides out. (laughs) They just shrivel everything up. And that's why I say, I don't care what you do the night before to try to get away from the hangover or how much Gatorade you drink the next morning, you're going to feel like shit. So so when I'm reading that story, yeah, I was pounding aftershock. Yeah, well, you got what you deserve, Simon. Anyway, appreciate the email. All right, uh, speaking of Camden Yards, we all know... Camden Yards construction, the left field wall being pushed back 26 and a half feet into the seating area. The wall was seven feet, four inches now at an even 13 feet. And they say that, uh, you know, it's going to be completed opening day 2022. Now the left field pole will remain in place at 333 feet. Basically pesky, the pesky pole at Red Sox stadium. I wasn't too thrilled about that. Because I still feel like, you know, in left field, if, if the ball hooks or slices, whoever, whatever batters up, it's it still, in my opinion, kind of an easy home run. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I was hoping that everything was going to get pushed back, even the foul pole. So you really got to give it a ride. But really, that's my only complaint. Like I said, my knee-jerk reaction was I was saying, hallelujah. And as the days went on, I'm still feeling that way. Hallelujah. I just feel that, and Michael Elias feels this way as well. I'm going to talk about it here in just a second of what he said. But, you know, I was feeling that, look, and that's been a conversation for a long time. A, how Orioles have been shit in the bag with pitching for a long fucking time. And B, a lot of fans, and I'm sure in the Orioles organization, concerned that pitchers don't want to come and pitch in a small stadium. I'm not fucking my numbers up. If I was a great pitcher in baseball, I'd be like, uh-uh. Don't put me in that fucking stadium. Now, when I saw this, first thing I thought of was that's more room for Austin Hayes and Mullins to run down fly balls. Those guys scooting around out there, trying to flag down doubles and triples from happening. With Austin Hayes having more room to uh, flag down these fly balls, he's going to be on the highlight reel constantly, like every night in Camden Yards, (laughs) making big plays. Oh, boy. So here's what Elias said about the wall getting pushed back when he was asked about it. He said, it is being done with the goal in mind of bringing the playing conditions more toward the league norm. He says, since inception, it's been an extreme park for home runs that has only grown as the style of play in the major leagues has evolved. He also said the reason for the change is attracting pitchers to sign. Part of having a winning program is the ability to, to recruit free agent pitchers. So see, he even has a concern about it. He's even like, if I was a fucking pitcher, I wouldn't want to sign here in Camden Yards. He says that has been a historical challenge for this franchise to sign good pitchers. There's no way around that. I do think it will help. So when he got here, I'm sure that was high on his list. To me, in my book, that's considered not fucking around. I mean, think about, think what you want about Elias. A lot of people have different opinions, but being like, all right, not only are we going to do this and this and that and this and this, we're going to push that fucking wall back, knock seats out. And of course the jokes are pouring in. Yeah. Well, they can't even (laughs) fill a thousand seats anyway. So what does that matter? Exactly. And that's what Elias is trying to do though. He's not fucking around. He's trying to do everything he possibly can, which includes Bulldozing down the wall, bulldozing down that wall over there, Camden Yards. We're going go down Camden Yards. We want to watch Trey Mancini and we want to see that new wall down there. <laughs> I used to crack my dad up when I would do that. I would just sit there and, and do a Baltimore accent <laughs> for like a couple minutes and he'd just be in tears laughing. Oh boy. It, it's funny. Uh, in Pennsylvania, I, I didn't realize how much their accent up there, it sounds just like Baltimore. I mean, literally identical. What show was I watching? I think I was watching Guys Grocery Games <laughs> on Discovery Plus. I don't know. We, my wife and I, go down some weird rabbit holes with shows. But there's a guy that came on, and we're like, "Oh shit, he's from Baltimore. Listen to that accent." But he was from Pennsylvania. Same accent. It's like, All right, whatever. Uh, so yeah, that's a lie. Breaking it down of of why he decided to do that. And you know these these look these batters, they're just fucking monsters standing in that batter's box. You know, since 2008, Camden Yards also leads the majors in home runs hit by right-handed batters. And the AL East, we all know, is loaded with right-handed power hitters. And I get it. I'm sure Mancini and Mountcastle are looking at this like, what the fuck? (laughs) Now you're fucking with my numbers. Uh, Obviously, look, the many goals Elias has in store, I'm sure, is to get more fans in the seats. And yes, Camden Yards will be a 1,000... less seats after this, but I think he's on the right track with this. I, I completely agree with it. And uh, I'd love to hear from you if you don't agree with it, but I, if you do agree with it, I'd still love to hear from you. Whatever. I don't, I don't mean to single the ones that anybody can write in. If you have an opinion about the wall getting pushed back, would love to hear from you. Now, I read an interesting article in Baltimore sun about this. Uh, they were using data from MLB Statcast tracking system and an online plotting of home runs since, since its introduction 2015 with the MLB Statcast, And since 2015, I think I said a minute ago, Camden yards has given up the most home runs in the majors. I'm pretty sure. I think, yeah, I'm going to say I'm hundred percent on this since 30 years ago when Camden yards was built, they have given up the most home runs in all of baseball in that stadium. Um, but yeah from since 2015 1581 which is the most in any stadium in, in baseball and pushing the wall back baltimore sun determined that at least 14% of the home runs hit they wouldn't be they wouldn't be a home run also since 2015 19% of all fly balls hit at camden yards cleared the fence per stack cast. 19% that's the highest in any MLB stadium the average I think the league at, yeah, 16%. A difference from Cramden Yards rate of about one fewer homer per 33 fly balls. So I, I don't, there's not much argument to be had here. I think it's great. I did think it was funny how the left field wall and connects to center field and they have a 90 degree wall. <laughs> I'm just picturing I don't know, picturing some injuries there. You never want to have like a 90 degree wall in the outfield, but what the fuck do I know? I'm not here designing uh, uh, stadiums. <laughs> I just I saw that and I'm like, man, I'm just picturing some motherfuckers running right into that wall. Uh, well, probably not. but so yeah, there's the uh, the big news so far. I'm hoping the bigger news will be when it's announced. That uh, baseball is going to start, whether it's on time, a couple weeks late, whatever. Um, so far, what's distracted me is the fucking football games. Holy shit, are you kidding me? This past weekend, Tennessee and Cincinnati, who I can't fucking stand anymore. Cincinnati, I mean, I'm a Ravens fan, and I I mean, I can't stand them anymore. But now that they're good and they're, I mean, they've always been decent for you know on and off. But now that they they won a playoff game, oh my god. I didn't even know I had Bengals fans in my family. I didn't even know I was friends with Bengals fans. Now, all of a sudden, talking shit, sending me all these texts. Don't you wish you were wearing Bengals jerseys? It's like, come on. You know, obviously, the uh, cliche, act like you've been there. Oh, that's right. You have not <laughs> So I'm just like, all right. I, n- now, I really, really can't fucking stand the uh, Bengals. It's the fans. It's the fans that always fuck shit up. I always wonder that about the Red Sox and Yankees. Of course, I'd always be like, well, they're in our division. They win a lot. Fuck you. I don't like you. But I think it's the fans that make it just 20 times worse. (laughs) It's so fucking obnoxious. It's like Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a great baseball team, of course. Obviously, it's a dumb statement. But their fans are cool. I mean, they don't have any. (laughs) Still don't know how they make enough money to pay these players. But when Tampa Bay comes to town and I'm sitting around the Tampa Bay fans, just gentle people, nice, calm, having fun, enjoying baseball. Those are the diehard fans, you know, not the uh, Tampa Bay fans that, you know, come to Camden Yards to watch them, but they're cool. So I really don't have much beef with Tampa except for an ah, ass shit. I'm tired of losing to them. I want to fucking beat them. But the fans of New York and Boston, fuck off. I, that's you know, fans can just ruin the experience. So what's going to make you, or not make you, but convince you to go to the games this year? What is it that you want to see? Is there anything with the uh, giveaways? Never been a a fan that I go to the stadium excited because of the giveaway. Even the bobbleheads and the shirts and the Hawaiian shirts and the hats. I'm not into that. Even the uh, buck bobblehead, which still I see on eBay. (laughs) People selling it for like $1,500. I've never been... Someone who gets excited. I don't even really pay attention to that, um, because most of the shit that you know I'm excited for, and I go there like the zip-up hoodies and shit. Oh, they're terrible. One wash, it's like a ball of thread. But what do you expect? Anyway, yeah, that's the problem. Maybe my my I have too high of hopes for the giveaways. But are there any giveaways that you're excited about that's going to make you go help you convince yourself to go watch the games? Is it Adley Rushman? That's probably the most popular on the top of the list of why there's going to be fans coming into Camden Yards to watch. Grayson Rodriguez is probably going to be coming up very soon. That's what I'm saying. But I have a couple of friends who just love the giveaways. Like they don't care what day, what night, where it is, who they're playing, how bad they are. They look at the giveaways and they start setting up that group text. We got to go. We got to get there. I got to get this. And just All right, whatever. Uh, what do we have? Uh, March 3rd against the Phillies. They're giving away the or um, Orioles beach towel. Are you excited about that? Is that what's going to get you there? They uh, boot pal Jersey t-shirt. First 4,000 fans, March 11th against the twins. Is that going to get you up in over to Camden yards? What about the uh, beverage holder? Now that's actually kind of cool. Cause I get it for my wife. My wife has just a billion bags because everything needs to be carried. No matter where we go. Hey, I'm, I'm going to go get the mail. Hey, don't forget. Pack a couple things. Use the bags at the door. Uh, I'm going to get the mail. I don't need a bag. Uh, First 2000 fans. Then you got the uh, Hall of Fame bobblehead. March 19th against the Tigers. Then you got the uh, Orioles cap. March 21st. It's a lot of giveaways in March. I don't remember that many giveaways in the month of March. I don't know. Maybe again, I just don't pay attention to them. So, here we are in 2022. What's on your mind? What are you thinking? How do you feel? Want to hear from you. Always want to hear from you. But uh just curious on how you feel coming into 2022 with the oils and, and whatever else is on your mind. Full count chaos at gmail.com. Till next time. See you.